it's Super Bowl week, but the attention since Sunday hasn't been so much on the Niners or the Chiefs, the halftime show, and certainly not what the result of the Pro Bowl was. The focus is instead on the tragic helicopter crash that claimed the lives of nine people, including retired Lakers superstar Kobe Bryant and his 13-year-old daughter Gianna. There is plenty to say on this, and that will come, but to start, I just want to say that I am heartbroken for these families. Not because I'm a basketball fan, because I'm really not. Not even because of the fact that it's Kobe Bryant, of all people. I am heartbroken because I am a compassionate and empathetic human being, and nine people lost their lives way too young, and their families are trying to figure out how they are supposed to go on without them. So we are going to do a podcast, and we're going to talk about football, and we're going to go about normal life, but let's all just keep those families in our thoughts, please, and make sure you always take the time each and every day to tell those who deserve to hear it that you love them. I've said it before, life is just too damn short. Welcome to the Common Ground Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brian McLaughlin and Andrew Guzman. Howdy, everybody. We are back. Common Ground Football Podcast, episode number 86. I say we, but it's still just me. Brian McLaughlin, the Seahawks fan. Shout out to my buddy Andrew, the Cowboys fan. Will he ever return? Well, like wondering if the Cowboys will ever win a Super Bowl. Another one, at least. We just don't know. (laughs) Kidding, buddy. We hope you come back soon, buddy. Buddy. Too many buddies there. It's way too many buddies. He he knows the inside joke there on Buddy, though. Uh, So if you're listening there, Andrew, I hope you come back soon. But for now, it's just me. And you know what week it is. It's Super Bowl week. I'm pausing for effect, you know, like everyone's supposed to get super excited, you know, because our teams are in the Super Bowl. Wait, they're not. That's right. Now, one of our show guys, one of our favorite people, Dennis from Ohio, his team is in the Super Bowl, uh, but the Seahawks and, and, and the Cowboys certainly are not. Well, they couldn't be at the same time anyway, but that's not the point. The point is that they're not in it, but um, I'm a football fan. I'm an NFL fan, and so... I'm still excited that it's Super Bowl week because I love Super Bowl week. So um, it's been a little bit. What are we going to do? The normal stuff. We're going to go very quickly. I'll touch on the Seahawks divisional row, uh, around their loss, uh, but I'm not going to make a big deal over it. It's uh, feels like forever ago at this point. And uh, apologies for not getting an episode out these last few weeks. Life took over for a bit. I had to make some choices, and I will always choose family first. So um, it's just been crazy. And I thought the holidays were crazy, but it turns out after the holidays was even crazier. So, uh, but I'm back and um, we'll, we'll go just, I mean, ever so quickly over it. They lost obviously because they didn't, you know, didn't go on. Uh, we'll preview the Super Bowl. Dennis from Ohio. I, uh, he, <laughs> he called in a question two weeks ago and then last week. And so, um, I have two questions saved up from him. And then I will, of course, pick um, my winner for the big game. So um, I'll try and, you know, it's, I don't think it's going to be a long episode, but, you know, I've said that in the past and it's ended up being super long. So um, who knows what will happen. But for right now, I say I say we just get right on to it and let's uh, let's get sad for a moment and let's talk about those stupid Seahawks and their divisional round loss to the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> 
All right. So, as Seahawks fans, we're well aware of what happened. Seattle went to Green Bay. They lost 28-23. Booted right out of the playoffs in the divisional round. And uh, Green Bay moved on to the NFC Championship game, which they eventually lost to the Niners. Um, Boy, and watching that Niners game, too, you were pissed off as a Seahawks fan because you got basically to see the Niners just destroy uh, the Packers using the same formula offensively with basically just, you know, run. Seahawks couldn't run at all versus the Packers, yet the Niners ran all over them. Jimmy Graps had, what, eight throws? That's it. The whole game. Seahawks wouldn't do that. But uh, the run-first formula, yeah. So it's... uh, Again, it's the same old story. Seattle wants to be run first offense, but when their star running back is out, when all of their star running backs are out, Carson, Penny, um, we're not going to bring up ProSize. Gross. Um, You know, with your your one and your two out, and and now you can't run the ball at all, eventually that's going to catch up with you and you're going to lose. Russell is magic. We all know that. Um, But he can only do so much, right? He can't rescue this team out of every single game. He just can't. We would love him to be able to, but that's just not sustainable. It's just it's just not. So, And on the other side of the ball, the defense flat out just sucked when they needed to be great. You know? Continually left their best receiver, Adams, open. Because the scheme they played is dumb. It doesn't work. And at the, you know, at the end of the game... Pete Carroll's ridiculous decision. You're in a playoff. It's winner go home, and you're punting uh, on fourth down. I, I I get it. Was a long. It was like what fourth and eleven or something. I get it. Fourth and fifty. I don't know. Whatever. It was a fourth and long. But you still there's like five minutes left in the game. Your defense hasn't really been that great. At that point, they'd given up twenty eight points. So you're going to trust them to stop them. And sure enough, they couldn't stop them. And Seattle never got the ball back. So uh, honestly, if I had in that, in that moment had Russell Wilson or um, my defense, I'm going to trust my quarterback, my MVP caliber quarterback. And yeah, Russell hasn't played the same since the bye week but he had Tyler Lockett out, you know, it was hurt. Wasn't the same for three weeks. Um, you know, running game went to shit. What do, what do you expect them to do? So I don't know. I trust, I trust Russell in that instance, but you know, then they give the defense gives up that big pass to, to Adams. And then of course it's Jimmy freaking Graham that gets the pass that basically ends it. Um, it's just disgusting. You just, you, you can't defensively when you can't get pressure on the quarterback to make him make mistakes and allow him all day which is what he had to find a receiver who is running with a secondary core that just isn't good uh you're gonna have a bad time that's my one of my shows south park you're gonna have a bad time um so yeah truth is i I don't even really want to talk about it that's pretty much all i want to say it's over they were lucky to be in the game to begin with and it was just time to be done uh if they were going to go on to san francisco the team that we watched they would have just destroyed them I get it. They beat the Niners earlier in the season, but they had uh, a, a more complete team that wasn't necessarily decimated by injury yet. 
And, you know, again, they were lucky to have that win against the Niners earlier in the season. They were lucky to beat the Rams. There was just, there was so much luck involved. It had to run out eventually. And I'm sorry, losing to the Packers in Green Bay in a, in a divisional round, I'm better with that than I would have been had they somehow pulled out a freaking victory and then gone to San Francisco and had to watch San Francisco destroy them in Santa Clara to go to the Super Bowl. Nah, I don't want that. I'm fine with just the way it is. Um, I'll go into – there's plenty of things, obviously. Now we look ahead and we go, okay, so well, what do they need to fix? You know, Who should they go out and get in free agency? What should they draft? Um, do they need a coaching change? Do they need a, you know, what's Russell Wilson think? All these type of things. Russell Wilson's been out and actually talking and doing stuff. Um, we'll get into all that in the future episodes. Um, I want this episode to be mainly Super Bowl because that's what's coming up. Um, but I will say this scary thing. So the scary thing is in all of this, they lose that game, whatever. But this team under Pete Carroll. And yes, there's been some coaching changes, new defensive coordinators, offensive coordinators, offensive line coaches, uh, rotation of players. I mean, we've had, there's been lots of changes, but let's look at coaching under the Pete Carroll coaching thing. (laughs) They have not won a playoff game, a divisional, excuse me, a divisional playoff game since the 2014 season when they went to Super Bowl 49. If you look at everything they've done since then, now again, they've gone to the playoffs, and that's awesome. What I would give, what I would give for the Seattle Mariners to actually get to the playoffs almost every single season, man, I'd be okay with that. But the thing is, the Mariners have never tasted a championship. They've never held the trophy. The Seahawks have been there. They went there two years in a row back to back as fans we experienced an actual championship in the biggest professional sport here in the united states so we want that russell wilson wants that and i'm sure pete carroll does too obviously everybody wants that but it feels different from like the fans perspective just making the playoffs every year that's not good enough if you're the seattle seahawks not right now no it's not good enough so russell wilson he's not getting any younger okay so the debate's going to be are we wasting his prime and i'm going to get into that in in a few weeks um and we have a coach you know we love him love pete carroll but he won't evolve. He doesn't want to adapt his approach on how he does game days, on how he does everything. It's okay to be defensive-minded and say defense first, but you have to evolve with the game. You can't play a basic defensive package that doesn't work not, and not adjust. And maybe that's not Pete. Maybe that's Ken Norton Jr. I don't know. I have no idea. But I do know that you have players, you have Pete Carroll after this game, after the loss, basically sitting there, oh, no, no, don't worry. This is like uh, this is like the Atlanta 2012 loss. We're on the verge of greatness here. Uh, no, you're not. <laughs> you've got Russell Wilson. You've got Tyler Lockett. 
DK is going to be a stud. You have Bobby Wagner getting older. Now he had a great season. Don't get me wrong. And then you have uncertainty everywhere else in the defense and on offense. So how are we on the verge of greatness? You see, in 2012, we had everybody. Like, the the Legion of Boom was being formed. The chip on the shoulder was already there. Russell got to say, why not us? They had the beginnings already in 2012 to go out into 2013 and dominate. That's not what they have right now. It's not even close. So I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. So um, maybe my expectations are too high, but I'm sorry. Once you've got one of those championships, it's championship or bust. That's what it is. It's not like the Mariners. Just give me a wild card game for the Mariners. That would be lovely. But no, I want the Lombardi trophy again. That's as a fan. That's what I want. I want another Super Bowl banner, the trophy, the parade. I want that. That's what I expect. So, so many topics to cover, but not this week. This week, this week belongs to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 54. Let's get into that right now. Super Bowl 54. Although we're not like licensed by Fox Sports, so maybe we have to call it the big game. I'm actually not sure. I bet you I'm supposed to call it the big game. That's bullshit. I'm not going to call it the big game. It, it is a big game. It's the freaking Super Bowl. But um, yeah, so um, <laughs> we got Niners. We got uh, um, Chiefs. Miami. It's a party down there. Um, of course, listening. I'm, you know, as if you've listened to this podcast long enough, you know I'm a sports radio junkie. Um, so I listen to sports radio all day, and uh, of course, everyone's down there and and having a good time. And Radio Rose going, and and my favorite shows. One of my favorite shows, Dan Levitard's show on ESPN Radio. They're 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 based down there, so they don't have to move. Uh, the Herbert Colin Cowherd. He's you know he's down there. Um, all the ESPN crew, all the Fox Sports crew, CBS, everyone's there, right? So it, it's it's weird. Um, I'm not as into it as normal. Even on you know previous years where the Seahawks weren't in it, I was still Super Bowl's big man. I want to I want to find a party. I want to I want to I, I I'm all into it. I want to hear all the interviews. I want and this year maybe because of Sunday and what happened with Kobe and all that stuff, and it just kind of was just weird. Um, or I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just uh, footballed out. I have no idea. Um, but nevertheless, we got a Super Bowl. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a great game, I think. And um, I just want to get into it a little bit and and talk about it. Um, basically, real simple. So I want to, you know, keys to win. I have like one key for each team. Pretty, pretty, and, and these are not like... Uh, huge you know epiphanies that nobody else has come up with this is everyone thinks pretty much the same thing it's it's really simple Niners now Dennis from Ohio uh, our boy Dennis from Ohio I'm sure he's nervous as can be and I don't blame him 
Um, but he should calm down and, and breathe. It'll be okay. Um, the Niners themselves, it's a pretty, they have a pretty simple task ahead, really. All they got to do is contain and stop Patrick Mahomes. That's simple, right? That's all I got to do. It's pretty easy. It's not? No? My producer is telling me it's not. I don't have a producer. But if I did, they'd be telling me it's not easy. Uh, and they're right. Uh, Pat Mahomes is a stud. And, of course, it's no secret that I, of course, am going for the Chiefs in this game, rooting for Chiefs. I'm now a Patrick Mahomes fan. I'm, you know, he's Mahomey, if, if whatever that commercial is. Um, because I, I can't root for the Niners. Um, and you all understand why. Uh, so the Niners, I mean, they're going to score some points, right? They destroy the Green Bay Packers without Jimmy Graps really throwing the ball at all. Their running back, who I'd never heard of, um, ran for over 200 yards and a million touchdowns, and it was insane. So they're going to score some points. I don't know how they're going to do it, whether it be through the air or whatever. Uh, but they're going to score. So the question is their strength is their defense, right? Amazing defense, ridiculous defense. They're up. Their guys up front are insane. And the fact that they can continuously rush four, get to quarterbacks and make them look stupid is amazing, but that's what they do. And then, you know, give the guy credit. And I still, I'm a huge Richard Sherman fan. Does the guy like to run his mouth? He sure does. But I love the guy. I miss him. I think it was one of the dumbest moves the Seahawks have ever made. And he's proven that it was a dumb move because look at what he's done. Is he older? Yes. Is he as fast as he used to be? No. But they still, most quarterbacks do not like to throw his direction because he has proven that he is one of the elite corners in the league still at his age. So... Um, but can that defense contain and stop Mahomes? Isn't like Lamar Jackson, right? So Lamar is an absolute running threat to the point where he might as well be a running back, right? Mahomes, he's a running threat, but it's not to the extent of that. But the difference is, and this is, this is where you got to get a little careful. Mahomes may not run as crazy as Lamar Jackson, but as we saw in the Pro Bowl skills competition, and as I saw pretty much all year, Lamar's not that great of a thrower, right? He doesn't, he's not that accurate. The ball doesn't look pretty. Not a good thrower. Mahomes, he's a damn good thrower. Not only is he accurate, he's accurate from crazy arm angles. He's accurate running and throwing at the same time, throwing across his body, throwing across the field. Doing everything, Mahomes can be accurate from wherever position he happens to be in. So not only do you have to then keep him from running because that threat will always be there, but you have to continue to cover your guy so that you don't see one of those ridiculous throws that makes your defense look really bad. Okay? So if they can do that and get the ball back to their offense, the Niners will win. It's pretty simple. On the other side, the Chiefs, it also involves Patrick Mahomes. They got to protect Patrick. They got to get more creative on offense, which you got Andy Reid. That's what he does. 
and they got to get points early. If they can somehow get points early before the Niners adjust and lock it down, uh, look out. So they got a tall task ahead of them. They're facing a Niners defense that is, like I said, insane, right? But if they can find a way to find the little holes, every defense, great or not, every even the great ones, has a little hole in it. They can find that, capitalize on that weakness before the Niners realize it and adjust, which is what they'll do, then the Chiefs have a real good chance. Problem is, though, if there is a hole in the Niners' defense, there aren't very many of them, and good luck finding it. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's... This is why I think this game is going to be so great, because... Yeah, polar opposites. Got a really good offense with a defense that's mediocre. But then you got a really good defense with an offense that's kind of mediocre. Can be explosive, but most of the time it's pretty mediocre because as much as I, you know, in the past it was all Jimmy Graps all the time. I mean, really and honestly, the guy he's he's not that great. I mean, he's being paid like he is, but I mean they I know the game plan wasn't to only have him throw eight times, but shit, he only threw it like eight times. That's nuts. What's crazy about this game, this Super Bowl, uh, Dennis and I have actually had this conversation via text uh, several times in the last week and a half. Um, all the so-called experts, all their talk this week is about what they, you know, what they expect to see. Most of them are saying that you can't stop the offense of the Chiefs. And because Jimmy Graps is mediocre, the Niners don't have much of a chance to outscore the Chiefs. That's what they're saying. Now, Seahawks fans, does that sound familiar to any of you at all? Because it sounds eerily similar to what we heard in the lead-up to Super Bowl Forty-Eight at MetLife in New Jersey against the Broncos, right? Peyton Manning was setting offensive quarterback records that season. That offense was tearing it up. Couldn't stop them, right? Seahawks, yeah, they had great defense, whatever. Leads to the boom. That's awesome. Richard Sherman, did you see what he said after the NFC Championship game? Good God, a guy who likes to run his mouth. But the, the Broncos are going to stomp them. It's just not, it's going to be embarrassing. Remember that? Everyone put their game picks out, and it was Broncos, 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 Broncos. Every once in a while, someone would be like, oh, the Seahawks are going to get this. But all the talk was Broncos. All the talk right now is Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. How'd that game go, Super Bowl forty-eight for the Broncos? Anybody remember? Anybody at all? Anybody remember? I remember. Because it's like ingrained in my brain. I can hear Rabel's call. Yeah, the 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 Broncos look got destroyed. Defense. The defense of the Seahawks came and dominated. Now, of course, they score points. You know, there was some amazing, you know, special teams. You had the run, but you know, the, the run back from Percy Harvin, you had uh fantastic touchdowns, you know, from from Doug and curse and you know it it was 
There was offense. But the thing in that game was there was no offense from the Broncos. None. They scored eight points. Right? There was none. So I just want, I just think everyone, now none of these experts listen to my podcast, so they're not going to hear this, but everyone should probably just, I don't know, be careful about what you're predicting that will happen in this game. Remember more often than not, as much as a cliche as it is to say, defense wins championships. Your offense just needs to score enough points, you know, just enough that's more than the other team, and then expect your defense, if they're great, to, you know, not let the other team score that many points. And then it becomes easy for your offense. That's just football 101. Anybody could get on this microphone and say that. So let's just not get ahead of ourselves. Let's calm down. Relax. Uh, It's, I don't know. That's all I really have to say about the Super Bowl. (laughs) It's not a lot. Again, Niners, just do what you do. You just have to step it up a little bit because Patrick Mahomes is ridiculous. He seriously is. If I was forced to choose another team to root for, I would probably pick the Chiefs just because I like Pat Mahomes. I got to watch him in person when they they came to Seattle last year and played the Seahawks. I was there. It was awesome. Because watching them on TV is one thing, but when you're sitting above the field and you can see all the field all once, oh, the dude is nuts. So if I had to pick another team, it would be him because of him. He's fantastic. Um, and I hate the Niners. <laughs> Let's be honest. They're my one of the rivals in the NFC West. So sorry, Dennis. I can't stand your team, but that's okay. They've had a great year, an insane year. They are showing that the Seahawks better get their act together because the NFC West is not going to be an easy division. So, yeah. One thing, though, that I want uh, I want listener involvement in, engagement, if you will, uh, Super Bowl party food. Andrew and I have talked about this in the previous years because this will be Super Bowl number three for the Common Ground Football Podcast. We've talked about food at Super Bowls, Super Bowl parties anyway, sorry. Now, the perfect Super Bowl party is hard to lay out, right? Let's say you're hosting. You got to have the nice TV. You got to have ample seating for everybody, right? You got to have a nice comfortable environment. You got to have a good beverage selection. You got to have the ice cold beer. You're probably doing a little BYOB, so people are bringing drinks, but... You probably want to, you know, show off some new fancy beer that you found that you really like or whatever it happens to be or hey, look at this bourbon I found. It's awesome. You know? And then then you want to have you want to have like uh you want to have like snacks out, right? You want to have like little finger food, stuff to eat, stuff to munch on, maybe a maybe a seven-layered bean dip or or uh, you know, some sort of just anything really. If, if that's where you want like a veggie tray or or a meat and cheese platter, or whatever you want to have out there, um, you know that you have that kind of stuff out to munch on. So as people arrive for the the pregame festivities, because um, by the way, for the Super Bowl, show up early, right? Make sure you're there at the party for national anthem. Like experience the whole game. All right, 
it's a it's a big deal it's the freaking super bowl so and as the game gets going you know hopefully you have it planned out where at halftime especially in the super bowl because halftime's longer and no one gives a flying rat's ass about the super bowl halftime show they've been shitty anyway nobody cares but you'll have it on obviously on the tv anyway right and then so then you got to have your main course right so um because this is basically people's dinner game doesn't start till 3 30 or whatever by the time halftime rolls it's dinner time so whether you're doing like you're smoking some meat or you're barbecuing you're having burgers maybe you're doing chicken wings whatever it happens to be uh then you have that out um and if you want to go crazy afterwards you can have some dessert items out there that's cool whatever but um you know most of the time people are gonna be pretty full um and then and then you get people the hell out of your house get out pretty simple but i want to know after all that i want to know and i'm going to put this on twitter and i'm going to ask the listeners i want to know your favorite super bowl super bowl super bowl party food whether it be wings a smoked brisket you know whatever it happens to be i got i've been to pizza parties i you know i've gone out to watch it at a place that's always fun we watched super bowl 40 the Seahawks first Super Bowl at a, at a pizza place down on the Tacoma waterfront. Blast. Good times. Besides the fact they lost. Um, I've thought about this, and I think my go-to, and it's just because I love them, give me nachos. Now, and I don't want, like, I don't want, like, real cheese nachos. I want that nacho cheese sauce. So, like, a nacho bar. Give me the chips. Give me the cheese all warm and a slow cooker give me all the toppings have a nice like beef to go on like a taco meat to go on there and it's olives and jalapenos and tomatoes and salsa and sour cream and maybe some beans and oh yeah load it up but you got to have the secret to a good nacho you got to have that cheese sauce right i know that my wife is one of them she'd prefer to have the real cheese on there no 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 a good nacho has that crappy fake little bit of a spice to it nacho cheese sauce comes out of a can right uh that's what you need so that's mine so i'll put it on twitter and i'm just curious i want to know everybody's maybe you're hosting a party maybe you're not having a party but you are going to have some food i have no idea what we're doing this year we've got you know a four-year-old a one-year-old another baby on the way in june we don't know no idea uh we'll probably stay home but i'll be making something and i'm i'm leaning towards nachos as unhealthy as that may be and as much as my doctor would probably yell at me it sounds pretty tasty so um with that that's our super bowl preview it's going to be a great game of course please no matter what you do where you go what you eat what you watch who you're rooting for no matter any of that the one thing you got to promise me that you'll do is not be stupid be responsible if you're too drunk to drive get a ride home find a designated driver find somebody else don't put your ass on the roads drunk please okay just be responsible have a great time right but have a plan and and don't drive under the influence of drugs or alcohol or any of that stuff right what you do at the party totally your business after the party when you're home totally your business just don't drive that way okay awesome all right uh poor guy dennis from ohio he's waited so patiently two voicemails i have to do 
let's get right to our uh, our favorite segment in the Common Ground Football Podcast. Uh, let's check out what Dennis from Ohio has to give us um, right now. All right, so Dennis had, uh, I think, the 14th, so the day after my birthday. That was his first one, and then last week. So, poor guy. I honestly, I haven't listened to these. I have no idea. Maybe they're, they'll definitely be dated because they'll probably mention some stuff that's pretty dated, like two weeks old in this first one, but hey, whatever. Um, I just want to make sure. I feel bad because he. I know that he has to take time out of his day to do this and i sincerely appreciate it um but let's get right to it uh dennis from ohio his uh question of the week um from two weeks ago this is the week of january 13th or somewhere in there hey guys what's up it's dennis from ohio here with my question of the week uh for you guys uh but before that it was a good show or two shows last week brian again sorry you had some technical difficulties and you were only able to get out half of the show, I know you worked your ass off um, to give us some good content, so it sucks that that happened again. Uh, but my question for you this week is, so based on watching Tony Romo's shows, do you think some teams should possibly go after him for a possible coordinator job? It seems to be he knows what play is going to happen before the plays even happen, or he's four or five steps ahead of some of these coaches. I know it's easy to call it from up in the booth. Um, curious as to your thoughts on that. Also, it looks like ESPN is trying to make him the highest-paid broadcaster ever, somewhere in the midst of like 10 to $14 million a year. Curious as to your thoughts on that as well. And also, uh, based off of last week, I got a woo! And I understand that Tyler wasn't looking forward to that either. But pretty excited that my Niners were able to take care of business uh, against the Vikings. Hopefully they can do the same thing against your Packers. Like, I mean, against the Packers. Um, this week, uh, I'm sure I'll be a little stressed out Sunday night about six o'clock. I'm still not quite sure if anybody's going to be able to stop the Chiefs, but you never know. The Titans had the chance to knock off the one, the two, and the three seed, which I don't think has ever been done before. Um, but great shows, like you said again last week. Stay buttery smooth. Have a good day. Go Niners. All right. So, uh, he wants to talk about Tony Rumu. Now, I'll admit, um, when Roma was a player, couldn't stand him, right? Could not stand him. I love, I'm one of those that loves watching the games that him and Jim Nance are doing. Their chemistry is awesome. And Romo's ability to uh, know what's going on makes me actually respect him a little bit more as a quarterback instead of hating him like I did. Um, but And maybe I hated him just because he was a cowboy. That obviously is probably why. Um, but I, I I love games that they do. And, and I wasn't a huge like CBS. They're not my favorite network for, for sports except for the Masters because that's, that's like, you know, different. Um. Uh, the ESPN thing, yeah, they're offering him a crap ton of money. Of course they are. Um, ESPN has a problem. Monday Night Football is terrible. 
Uh, Booger McFarlane, he's a joke. Can't stand him. Um, is that his name, McFarland? I don't know. Booger. <laughs> he uh, he's bad, and and I, you know it. The problem was is what you had there with Gruden. Gruden was so great and nuts that no matter what's happened afterwards, they've all been terrible because you're comparing them to Gruden. So, of course, they want to pay him a ton of money. They want to put him up in the booth and save Monday Night Football. It's been bad. Um, I'd be okay with that, although I would hate to lose the Jim Nance-Tony Romo combo because, like I said, I think the chemistry there is part of the reason why it works. When you put a a good the play-by-play guy with the comment the color commentator if their chemistry is off no matter how good either one of them are it makes the broadcast unwatchable and so part of the reason why we love Romo is is the fact that those two together it make a hell of a team so um if I was ESPN I'd be all the stops man just to try and get them probably won't happen but you might as well try because you got to do something Monday Night Football it's gross. All right. Let's see what Dennis from Ohio had to say uh, last week when we missed him. Here he is again. I'm sure he's going to be ultra excited because uh, his Niners would have beat the Packers to go to the Super Bowl. So let's all stand up and give him a round of applause. And hooray. Niners going to go to the Super Bowl. Look at you. Super Bowl bound 49ers. Never thought I would be able to say that after last year's 4 and 12 season. Um, super excited. Still not quite sure what to think. Hopefully I can give one more woo here in a couple weeks, but we'll see what happens. I know they say defense wins championships. Uh, I know this will be a tough test, but we'll see what happens. Uh, just excited to be there and, and we'll see how it plays out. Uh, so my question for you, Brian, is, what big splashes in the free agency market do you think may happen? I know Davion Clowney's unrestricted, can't be franchise tag. Do you think he'll still be with Seattle? Do you think OBJ will still be in Cleveland? Will the Titans sign Ryan Tannehill based off the nine games that he played where he more or less handed the ball off to Derrick Henry? Um, will Eli Manning go somewhere? The talk this morning was Tom Brady said he was open – to going to another team. And what's really funny is I think it was Colin Coward said today if Garoppolo doesn't win the Super Bowl, Tom Brady should replace him in San Francisco, which is a bunch of bullshit, uh, in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, Just curious as to your thoughts on that. I look forward to your answer. As always, great show. Stay buttery smooth. And go 49ers. All right, so uh, great question. And, of course, we're going to dive deep into free agency as it hits. Um, This is actually – there's a lot of free agents out there. I'm just looking at the top 25 list right now um, from NFL.com. And, you know, some of these guys are going to end up getting signed by their teams, at least you would think they would. Um, But, nonetheless, it is a – it's a pretty damn good free agent class that's going to be out there to get. And, um, so we'll, we'll see, uh, splat, big splash wise. I mean, it kind of, I guess we got to see where the, where some of the chips fall first, you know, kind of got to see, you know, the first couple, um, 
I mean, you got you got Dak Prescott. Um, he's. I mean, yeah, obviously would love to you know sign an extension with the Cowboys. But technically, and he's going to be a free agent if they doesn't get one done. Um, you know, the other quarterback Dennis brought up, Tom Brady. Where is he going to go? Um, I I have a hard time believing he's anywhere but New England. But he could go. You know, what if what if Philip Rivers decides to call it quits? You know, going to L.A. Play for the Chargers doesn't sound too bad. Nice and warm. Um, Drew Brees, technically a free agent. What happens there? Ryan Tannehill. We thought he was terrible, and then he went to the Titans, and he did great. So, um, Clowney got. You know, I hope that they the Seahawks sign him. I mean, they can't franchise tag him. Um, middle of the season it sounded like his 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 attitude was i want to stay and now it's not uh not so sure very uncertain so um chris jones defensive end for the chiefs um you know that's a big deal amari cooper another cowboy that is is going to be a free agent that's i I honestly don't i don't know if uh because the cowboys could franchise tag dak and then you know they they got to sign Cooper, hopefully. Um, Shaq Barrett, Buccaneers. Um, Justin Simmons, AJ Green, Byron Jones. Um, God, there's so many. You know, what is Philip Rivers going to do? I hope he just goes away. Jameis Winston, is he going to go eat some W's somewhere else? Derrick Henry, you know, look at what uh, he did this season for the Titans um yeah there's some big names you know i i don't know big splash that's hard to say because anything could happen and there's always going to be that one where they sign somewhere and you're just like holy crap (laughs) they went where um i do know that russell wilson has come out and said that he wants his team to make big splashes in free agency they have a shit ton of money of cap money that they can go spend so I'm hoping that whatever big splashes are out there, several of them happen to my Seattle Seahawks. So um, this is definitely a topic that we will get into in depth once we get past the Super Bowl and you know the, the new league year starts and the free agency world goes nuts. That's honestly one of my favorite times on the NFL calendar is not when games are happening or anything else. It's when free agency starts and all of a sudden it's like "Ooh, where are all these players going because it doesn't happen like this in any other sport it's just football and it's nuts so um we'll see and we'll do it together that's what we'll do all right so i should pick a winner because obviously we're not going to do another show until hopefully next week and the game will have already happened so i gotta pick a winner so I'm going to do that right now before I move on and close this thing out. I presented cases for both teams, but I I went through what the key, the one key for each team. Didn't go in depth because I'm not that kind of guy, but I did give a key for each team. It is such a difficult game to pick in my mind. It's a pick them basically because of everything I said earlier. Now, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. 100% rooting for the Chiefs. However, I just feel that the Niners defense, we haven't seen something like this in a little bit. They're just going to come out there and they're going to just 
dominate. Maybe not dominate Patrick Mahomes, but they're going to stop him enough that he, they're not going to be able to do what they normally do. And I think that the Niners come out on top. Dennis from Ohio is just like so happy right now that he's he can't stand it. I know it because I'm sitting here and I'm picking the Santa Clara 49ers. To, and yeah, I said that on purpose, the Santa Clara 49ers. I'm picking them to win Super Bowl 54. And I'm going to say the score is going to be, let's go 34-21. 34-21 is your final Niners come out on top. Um, I need one quick second to go vomit. Okay, I'm back. That really hurt. I hated doing that. But it had to be done. Had to be done. Okay. So, I do have some stuff I want to say at the end of this. But before that, like we do on every show, we ask that you, as an Apple Podcast listener, we understand there's several other platforms that you all listen to and we appreciate you listening on whatever platform you want to use use them any of them i don't care just listen to us uh but if you're an apple podcast listener help us grow leave a review um and 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 yeah we would be very very happy release some stars and and say some things nice or not nice i don't care either one uh be sure to follow us on twitter podcast is at common ground fbp andrew is at andrew griezmann cgp and i am at wenatchee seattle sports fan which is w-e-n-s-e-a sports fan uh you can catch us on facebook facebook.com slash common ground football podcast um if your podcast app or whatever you use is not working you can always jump to our website all the episodes are there um our bios episode index the whole works everything is always available uh and we're on Instagram at Common Ground FBP. Now, Andrew hasn't been here for a while. What are the plans for the future? I have no freaking idea. <laughs> um, I need to talk to Andrew. I need to find out what's going on and, and figure that all out. I can tell you the plans for the end of this season. Whether he's here or he's not here, I'm going to try and run it the same as we normally would. Super Bowl will end. And then we start talking off-season stuff. Start going through what the Cowboys, what the Seahawks need to do in the off-season. We'll, of course, touch on free agency as that happens. And the plan is to do what we've done the previous two seasons, run right up to the draft to get our pre-draft talk, do the draft stuff. And the the week right after the draft, um, that's our season finale. And then we're off until training camp starts. That's the plan. I wish I had more information. I know I got Cowboys fans out there that want Andrew back. I get it. I want him back too. Um, it's hard for me to talk Cowboys because it's just not my, I, I don't know. I don't know the team. Um, so we'll see. But that's the plan. We'll keep going, get to the draft. The week after the draft, that'll be our season finale. And we'll get some time off before we hit um, training camp for next season. So uh, there we go. Uh, before I get out of here, I just want to one more time. I know I touched on it at the very end of the, in the, the, the opening, um, Sunday was, was a weird day. So I, I was watching the, trying to watch the pro bowl. God, that was just 
that game's awful. So I'm trying to watch the Pro Bowl, and I'm actually flipping between the Pro Bowl and the um, the golf tournament. Because as you know, I'm a huge golf fan, especially Tiger, and Tiger was was in the running, so I was I was flipping between them. And and I just happened to get on Twitter, and the first tweets had come out like 14 minutes before, and I just happened to see someone retweet, "Please God, this can't be true," and it was just the just a little link to the TMZ tweet and so i hit it because i'm like well why would they say that and i don't remember who retweeted it and then i see that and i'm like oh crap and i hadn't refreshed so then i refreshed my feed and it just blew up everyone freaking out about kobe i i'm not an nba i'm not a big nba fan i'll i will watch nba the, you know nba basketball in the playoffs i like basketball i just i'm just not it's never been my one of my sports that i'm like super into um I'm pissed that the Sonics aren't here and I hope to God that we someday get an NBA team back in Seattle, but I'm just not a giant NBA fan. But the thing is, I don't, you don't have to be an NBA like super fan or a fan really at all to not, you know, to know who Kobe was. Um, and despite all his shit that he did when he was younger, he, he, to me had, had really turned it around and become a family man right he and he was an ambassador for the game not just for the nba and for men's leagues and all that stuff but for the women's side of it i mean his daughter gianna the 13 year old that's what hurts me even more because that girl was i mean she was you watch some of the videos she was super talented at basketball and she was going to be a star and he loved his girls and so it's hard just because i i can't as a parent i can't imagine my children hurting i'll hunt anybody makes my kids hurt i'll hunt them down um but he loved his girls and i feel so bad for his wife you know his children that are left now without him they lose their sister it, it's heartbreaking i said it at the beginning it's just it's heartbreaking and it's heartbreaking for all those families because it's not just kobe and gianna it's not just the bryant family it's you know it's the other you know, you had three other, well, two other daughters on that, on that chopper. You had, you had parents you have, and they have families at home now that don't have them. And so, and you know, on the pilot, nine people total lost their lives in a freak accident is what it looks like. Right? So Kobe's name is huge because it's Kobe freaking Bryant. And that in itself is sad because he was only 41 years old. He had just retired what four years ago and just the night before lebron just passed him in the record books right it just is awful and it's sad and i'm not gonna lie i i shed plenty of tears because i just couldn't i can't i i have i've been a lot more um aware i guess or more aware is i guess a good word but just as I turn 36, yeah, that's still young, but I, I don't know. We become, as we get older, more aware of our, of how fragile we are and how the fact that we aren't going to live forever. And I don't do well with that. I don't, especially after kids, like I, I don't, I want to be here with my kids and, and I don't, I don't do well with not with the thought of me not being here. So, um, that it's, it's heartbreaking. I'm just, I'm just sitting here talking about it get emotional again and I'm sad and I, and it hurts. So 
um not just a basketball thing it's a sports thing it's a sports world thing he was a sports superstar um and we got to know these last four years you got to really see the family side of him and and somebody who loved his family loved his girls especially and um it's just just really sad so um sunday ended up being a weird day and i couldn't even didn't even care about sports after that was like i don't Again, I don't even know who won the Pro Bowl. I have no idea. Um, and and I know that they'll probably do something at the Super Bowl. I the, All the tributes they've done in all the NBA games with the 24-second violation, the 8-second violation, like all that stuff has been awesome. Um, you've got quite a quite a community of people that um, are showing our morning right now, and they're showing you what he meant to them. So... With that note, just a reminder that life is ridiculously short. It's way too short for all of us. Um, do what a lot of people did on Sunday, which was just make phone calls. Tell everyone, you know, grandparents. Um, I need to do a better job of that, you know. Call, email. Make sure that family that you have, friends too, everyone knows. You care about them. If you can hug them. I'll tell you what, hug my kids really tight Sunday night and um, do that as much as you can because we just don't know. You have no idea when it's going to be done. So way too short. With that note, thanks for listening. Appreciate it. I'm sorry there was a too much, you know, a couple weeks break there. I'm going to try and stay on schedule now. Um, doing this, recording this episode reminds me again, of course, how much I love doing it. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, go Chiefs. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> uh, and until next time, even though they won't play until next season, go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs>